is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. But the world is not is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for to climb There are oceans and rivers Enough to cross Enough to last Till the end of time What the world is not Is love, sweet love It's the only thing That there's just Too little love But the world Just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another meadow. There are cornfields and wheat fields enough to grow. There are sunbeams and moonbeams enough to shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is September the 1st, the first day of September of 2021. August is gone, so now we're in a new month. Let us begin with scripture I'm sorry, not just scripture, but um, let's begin with prayer so we can just get right on into the word for today. Gracious Father, we bless you. We thank you for being the King of glory. Thank you for being our Father, Redeemer, Shepherd, and King. Thank you for reconciling us back to you 
through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are thankful to you for the Holy Spirit, who is the promised advocate, who empowers us to be effective witnesses to your kingdom here on earth. Thank you for loving us and watching over us. Lord, let all that we are praise you. We will praise you as long as we live. We will sing your praises with our dying breath. Our hope is in you, the Lord our God. You created heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You keep every promise forever. We stand amazed at how awesome you are, how amazing is the triune God. There are just not enough words. Amen and amen. Well, if you have your Bible, open it up. If you have your social media device that you use, swipe left, swipe right, swipe up, down, download the following scripture. Romans chapter 13 verse 8 through 9. Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 9. It reads, Don't owe anyone anything with the exception of love to one another. That is a debt which never ends because the person who loves others has fulfilled the law. The commands given to you in the scriptures do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not take what is not yours, do not covet, and any other command you have heard are summarized in God's instruction. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Amen. Today's devotion is a little different. I'm forwarded. This was forwarded by my sister in Christ, Sister Sheila Alawine. She writes so elegantly and it's just right on point to what I was saying. So I wanted to forward it over to you. Overall, Jesus was not talking about the world's definition of love. That is what's talking about the world's definition of temporary, fleshly, self-gratifying, and self-centered love. But the kind of love he demonstrates for us personally. Back in the 70s, as America was navigating out of the civil rights movement that so divided our, our nation and all the trauma that was going on with the wars and such, perhaps it was time to bring this simple message back. There was a popular song called what the world needs now is love sweet love 
it's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, no, not just for some, but for everyone. Jesus would have probably liked this song, I believe, provided we understand or we understood that he wasn't talking about the world's definition of the fleshly, self-gratifying, self-centered, but the kind of love he demonstrates for us personally. Scripture reminds us, as we have in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous person, though perhaps for the good person someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, how should we love our neighbor? How should we love our neighbor? Well, Jesus taught us how to love our neighbor when he responded to a lawyer's question in the gospel according to Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. First, he sums up the entire Old Testament law in two statements. That is, love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Then, in a striking parable about a Jew and a Samaritan, he illustrated about Loving others as accomplished by is accomplished by activity, humbly and sacrificially showing mercy. Jesus's parable shows us two kinds of people. On the one hand, he see the Jewish we see the Jewish priest and the Levite who walked right by a man who had been beaten and robbed, indifferent to his plight. On the other hand, we see the Samaritan moved by compassion, who went out of his way to meet the needs of the man lying on the side of the road. Jesus confronts us with the heart of his story, as he brings the lawyer to the logical conclusion. So which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? And the lawyer said, the one who showed mercy toward him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do the same. According to Jesus, we know we have loved our neighbor well when we are moved by compassion to meet their needs. Even when it is costly 
or inconvenient. But who is our neighbor? What did Jesus really mean when he used the word neighbor? By definition, our neighbor is the other person or anyone who is in front of us, regardless of their nationality or their religion. Well, the New Testament Greek word is an adverb used as a noun. Flesion, the literal meaning is the one near. The Old Testament word for neighbor is rie, a noun that means friend, companion, fellow, or simply another person. Scripture tells us to love our neighbors, our enemies, our friends, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. If you need scripture to back that up, to love our enemies, go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. To love our friends, go to John chapter 15, verse 3, and Proverbs 17, 17. And to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, verse 1, and 1 John chapter 2, verse 10, and 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. It is assumed we will love our own families deeply. Well, we know that's not always the case, and that our love for God should surprise or surpass even that love. We can safely conclude that Jesus intends us to to interpret neighbor as anyone we come into contact with, no matter their race, their beliefs, or their actions. Some commands us to love him or God commands us to love him with all of our heart all of our soul all of our strength in other words we are to love him with everything we are that is our body the physical body our mind our soul our wills that is our emotions and spirit that is our inner man that connects with the Spirit of God. This love gives us a good foundation for how we love other people, recognizing them as individuals in need of the overflowing abundance of our love for God. So what about loving our physical neighbors? Well, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26 explains this. It says, The righteous person is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24 says, No one is to seek his own advantage, but rather that of his neighbor. In Jesus' parable, The Samaritan came across a man with whom he had no prior relationship. This is an unplanned encounter. He was near the man only because of physical proximity. He came upon him 
unexpectedly as he traveled down the same road as the man. They were of two different ethnic groups. In fact, they were social enemies. Yet because the Samaritan had a compassionate heart, he saw the man as his neighbor. While the family who lives next door is your literal neighbor, so is the person who sits down at the table next to you in the coffee shop or in the doctor's waiting room. We aren't limited to only those with whom we have something in common. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 tells us that the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. There is no coincidences or chance happenings in view of God's sovereignty over the details of our day. If we are abiding in Christ and walking in obedience, the Holy Spirit, we will carry out Jesus' command to love our neighbor. We will live in awareness that he is orchestrating our steps for the purpose of being his ambassadors in the world that needs to see and experience the mercy of God. What about loving our spiritual neighbors? Colossians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4 tells us we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1 also says, Let love of the brothers and sisters continue. To be near someone is to be close to them. And this closeness doesn't necessarily depend on being in someone's physical presence. For example, God is in heaven, yet in his spirit, he is close to us. Proverbs 34 verse 18 says, God is near to the brokenhearted. The psalmist tells us the Lord is near to all those who call on him in truth. In Christ, we were formerly far off, have been brought near to the blood. We are near to God in spirit because of his Holy Spirit. In Christ, we share a closeness to others who have experienced the same salvation through faith in Jesus, regardless of location, regardless of the ethnicity, and regardless of language. One of the greatest witnesses to the truth of the Christian faith is the spiritual connection we have as believers. We can go around the world, meet someone who is different from us in every way, yet we feel a nearness and a kinship with them because we share the same indwelling Holy Spirit. I know as a woman of color, having a, um, a DNA that goes back to Africa, 
when a black person sees another black person, regardless of whether or not they know them, we always greet each other with a, hey, hello, as if we're brothers and sisters. We connect, and that is a beautiful thing to connect to people. Scripture affirms this view of our neighbor in many admirations of how we are to treat one another as brothers and sisters in God's family. What about loving our soul neighbor? That's S-O-U-L neighbor. Well, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 reads, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Acts chapter 17 verse 26 says, As he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and their boundaries of their dwellings. See, God created unique, diverse nations in ethnic groups because he is an inspired, artistic, creative God who delights in his creation. All of nature defies to this. Consider the countless types of flowers, each one different in color, different in design, and different in form, yet they all are considered flowers. The same is true for any one of the same of the many species of plants and animals found across the world. Well, God tells us he formed each one of us in our mother's womb, and we are each one fearfully and wonderfully made. We all possess a soul, that unseen part of us that defines us as a unique individual made up of our emotions, our will, our personality, and our thoughts. We share a, com- a commonality that makes us neighbors. We have empathy and shared experiences that connect us to one another. Differences should not prevent us from loving others as ourselves. Everyone is our neighbor because they are near to our own soul, and we ought to love our souls as their souls, as we love our own soul. You may ask, how can we love others as we love ourselves? Well, Jesus leaves us no wiggle room on this for how we are to love others. He says we are to love them as we love ourselves. Paul gives us good templates. It gives us a good template to practically implement this kind of love into our relationships with our neighbors as he describes the love of a husband for his wife and the love of Christ has for the church. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 30, it tells us, Husbands, 
Love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, making, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands also ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are part of his body. So loving our neighbor as ourself means doing whatever is necessary to bring them into the right relationship with God through salvation, just as Christ did for us by giving himself up for us. Let us be the example to let others be inspired from our own inner spirit. So the best way to bring someone to Christ is to be the example. Loving our neighbor as ourself means doing whatever is necessary to encourage holiness in our relationships. We are careful with our words, our thoughts, and our decisions, considering the effects they might have on others in making sinful choices. Loving our neighbor as ourself means nourishing and cherishing others, just like we nourish and cherish our own self. Just as we see to our own needs, we meet the needs of others. Just as we make every effort to present our bodies, our best self to others, to the world, we carefully guard the reputations of others by keeping confidences and believing the best about everyone. So why is it so important that we learn to love our neighbors as ourselves? I believe it is because more than anything else, it reveals us to be true disciples of Jesus. It is a living example that communicates louder than any words we will ever, ever have opportunity to speak. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, it says, I am giving you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. So today, rise. So as, so you ask, what does love have to do with anything? Well, absolutely everything. It takes less energy to love over hate. Yet it energizes our inner spirit, prospers our total being, and we beget divine love for showing divine love. 
Yes, the world does need love, but also needs the love of God. So my question to everyone listening to the is the following. How will you love your neighbor today? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 5, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. In Song of Solomon, or should I say Song, yeah, Song of Solomon chapter 8, verse 7, it says, Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot wash it away. Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Love yourself. Love others. Forgive yourself and definitely forgive others. Selah.